I'm Charlie Melcher, and I'd like to welcome you to the Future of Storytelling podcast. Today, I am thrilled to have on our show the producers behind one of the most ambitious storytelling projects in recent memory. PBS American Portrait is a nationwide project that prompts people across the country, people of all persuasions, backgrounds, and walks of life, to share their stories and participate in a larger conversation about what it means to be an American today. As our country faces the double threat of the COVID pandemic and the extreme political polarization of a presidential election year, we have never been in more need of a project that can help us mend our social fabric and that reminds us of what we have in common as Americans. Joining me to discuss the project are its creators, Bill Margle and John Kamen. Bill is the Senior Director of Programming and Development at PBS, where his work focuses on orchestrating nonfiction projects such as the 2017 Emmy-winning documentary series, A Year in Space. John is the founding chairman and CEO of Radical Media, a global transmedia production studio that creates groundbreaking work in a variety of formats, from film and television to live immersive events to multi-platform digital work. Having both Bill and John together with me is a wonderful privilege and an amazing opportunity for us to get a peek behind the curtain on this large-scale project. From the original inspirations and collaboration to the challenges and multi-platform opportunities, Bill and John have a wealth of knowledge and experience to share with us today on this episode of The Foss Podcast. John and Bill, I'm so excited to have you here on the Future of Storytelling podcast. Thank you for joining me. No, this is great. This is quite a future. So you two are largely the, the powers behind this PBS American Portrait Project. And we're really excited to uh, talk about that today. But I thought before we'd get into it, Bill, I'd ask you a little bit about the, the mission of PBS. Well, you know, the mission of PBS was charted way back in 1967 when the Public Broadcasting Act was originally signed. Yeah, I'm hard-pressed to quote exactly from it, but but uh, essentially the mission of PBS is to make sure that communities um, have access to information and education, and and uh, that's done in an entertaining way. And, and the real mission of PBS is to be providing content that serves the nation, but also really serves local communities and and is a is an opportunity for the local broadcasters, the local PBS broadcasters to really connect with um, the people in their communities and connect with the issues. You know, it's something we take really seriously. And everything we do, we look at through that lens. Is it a project that does the core mission, which is to inform and to educate and to enter- entertain, but does it also serve our larger um, and local communities. And, and that's really key to what PBS is. I didn't realize it till I looked into it, but there's 100 million people who watch through those affiliate networks and, and not just watch, but like 
really consider PBS a trusted source for information, for entertainment, for education. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure our PR department would shoot me for not having the numbers at our fingertips, but I know PBS ranks every year in the survey they do of trusted brands. Um, and it's true, we're in every household in the nation. Um, you know, you don't need cable, you don't need satellite, you don't need internet. Um, you know, you need a TV and uh, a good old fashioned pair of rabbit ears. Um, and thankfully, these days, people access PBS in all kinds of ways. Uh, you know, through the air, through broadcast, through their 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 cable systems and 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 satellite systems, and through the internet more and more as well. Well, well, great. So, first of all, thank you for being part of PBS and for the great work PBS does. And so, let's talk a little bit about this project, PBS American Portrait. Uh, I'm interested to know the origins of this and and how the idea came about. Sure. Well, you know, shortly after the events in Charlottesville. Internally at PBS, we pulled together a group to talk about what our response as a public broadcaster, as the as the nation's public broadcaster, how do we how do we deal with this? How do we let people have a voice? Uh, we talked about things like you know town halls. We talked about all kinds of different things, um, and ultimately we came out of this brainstorm with a question, and that question was, what does it really mean to be an American today? And I think it's a really interesting question. Originally, the question was, "What does it mean to be an American?" And 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 we paused for a second and we said, "Well, that's a that's a really sort of politically loaded question. But if you kind of define it in a different way, what does it really mean to be an American today? It puts a different idea on it, which is it digs a little deeper, and it also talks about where we are at the moment. Um, and we had been playing with a bunch of ideas that were in the user-generated field of, 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 of getting people to submit stories. And then our good friends at Radical Media, at the same time, and I'll let uh, John Kamen take it over in a second, were thinking much along the same lines, and they had some ideas they were working through. We came up with this really compelling idea of American Portrait. Charlie, from our perspective, we were developing this concept of uh, a user-generated or crowdsourced platform to uh, create a project that I had always dreamed about contemporizing based on the inspiration of the book, The Family of Man, and what The Family of Man meant in 1955. And for many of you who are not familiar with The Family of Man, it was an extraordinary project that was organized by Edward Steichen and Carl Sandburg in 1955 as an exhibit of photography at the newly built Museum of Modern Art here in New York City, demonstrating the universality of man through photography. Um, and I, I grew up with that book. Many of us knew that book. It inspired me to think about how could we contemporize that project today and what would it look like today? At the same way the family of man was a response to the, the nuclear age, this is a response to, hey, we're a divided nation right now. And let's look at that for, for both to find the commonalities and also just to recognize the things that divide us. Let's not try and sweep those under the rug in a rose-tinted uh, kumbaya kind of moment. Yeah, certainly the goal is to hopefully recognize that there are more things that unite us than divide us. But that's not always the case. Sometimes there are some very real divisions. And what we knew we wanted American Portrait to be is a very real uh, look in, in that case and, and to let people speak their minds to the, to the, to the issues and to the, the thoughts that they have. 
So, so let's take a second and just describe what the project is Excel itself so people listening will understand. Can you tell us how it works? American Portrait is designed to be a multi-platform initiative. Um, uh, at its core is, is, a, is a website that, that the team at Radical has built and, and implemented, and it's an incredible website, pbs.org slash American Portrait. There's the plug. We have a series of prompts on, on the website, and those prompts are designed to provoke a story, um, to start people out. And what we ask is that we ask people pick one or more of the prompts and they respond to it with a video or, or with a, a photo or a series of photos or even a text. You know, we wanted to set a low bar for participation as possible to let people participate in any way they want. And the prompts are things like provocative ideas, like I was raised to believe or when I step outside my door, or you know, one that we've added recently in the face of the the, the COVID nineteen crisis is I never expected, and the prompts serve as a way to start people out. Beyond the broadcast, one nice thing about PBS is there's always a long tail to PBS programming. It lasts on the network for a long time. They have 330 member stations that will use it in their local communities. And that long tail gives us an opportunity to not just stop the project, but to continue the project well into 2021 digitally and to even look forward to where it might grow in 2022 in print form and exhibition form and other, other platforms that we are already beginning to envision. I love that this, unlike most broadcast, which comes from the broadcaster you know, down to the people who, who tune in, this is a project that's coming from the ground up. In fact, it's literally we the people contributing our stories that will then move up to influence what kind of programming or shows you create to then bring it back to us through broadcast. Uh, it's It's really... So um, contemporary in that way. That's what's most exciting to us. It's it's different for us at Radical. Often we're producing programming and documentary films that speak to the people. This is one in which we're asking the people to share and to contribute. American Portrait takes it a much more you know a raw approach, which we put the lens in the hands of the people of them, themselves, and so there is no intermediary. Their content, they sh- they shoot or, or or submit their content, and it goes up on the site. And together, each little piece together beca- for starts to form that portrait. You know, the thing I, I've talked about in the past over and over is I'm reminded of Surat and the the paintings made of dots, little little dots. Each one of the submissions is a dot. When you step back from it, you get this incredible portrait. Like I've read so many on your site that are so emotionally honest and raw and powerful. And I'm amazed that that these are coming from people, you know, in all 50 states across the USA. In most cases, they're absolutely not professional storytellers. So look at how um, capable amateur storytellers have become. I think people have become more comfortable in the age of social media, in the age of YouTube, and of of speaking out more. It's an interesting time where the technology has allowed people, has gotten to a point that lets people tell stories and by extension has made people feel more comfortable being on camera or 
sending out, typing, typing, you know, their feelings out into a text, you know, and I, I think, I think it's, it's in some ways, American Portrait couldn't have happened earlier than it, than it's happening now. Well, obviously these are extraordinary times and uh, bear in mind, we began developing this in probably 2018 and spent the better part of 2019 organizing it and actually didn't launch it until pretty much while we had it built at the end of this year, we never anticipated that these would be the times that we're living in and talking about empowering people to be able to tell their stories. We've turned on a dime and have used this as a very unique platform for all 50 states and people to really have a way of telling their stories. And just think about, I mean, the timing couldn't have been more prescient. How many people are, are socially distancing and, and have a story to tell and are sitting home alone and don't have an outlet uh, or are already using these digital platforms to be able to communicate with people and now they can really communicate. You're literally providing a public broadcast service <laughs> for people's stories. When this whole thing happened with the, 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 the pandemic, we quickly realized that there is an opportunity here to, to provide people a platform to talk about their feelings, to connect. And we intentionally added a, a new prompt. We came up with a new prompt, and that prompt was I never expected. And with every prompt that we have, it's designed to be evergreen. So it's not subject specific. And we've had responses to the I never expected prompt that are not about the COVID-19 process. We've had responses that I, you know, I never expected to, for my brother to go to prison. I've never expected things like that. But the majority have been about where we are right now and people coping with, um, you know, with, with the current situation. It's been really gratifying to see people reach out and to tell their stories using, using that prompt. And now we've added, we're going to be adding another one that's when this is over to allow people to tell a different kind of story. Um, and those prompts will continue on. And again, people may not always tell stories about the COVID-19 pandemic using those prompts, but it's been a great platform for people to do that. I definitely found myself, I, I added one, once you start to contribute, you're also much more interested in reading other people's, or maybe it was the other way around. I read several first before I put one in, but but I found myself almost in a conversation with the other people who were who had contributed stories. Uh, I wonder if that was intentional. Do you, do you know how people are using it? Everything has been intentional, but I think that we could never have imagined the time that we're in. And the prof it's profound as to how people are responding to that. Bill turned to us uh, only a few weeks ago and said, how could we take this in an uh, unplanned way? How could we start to take the the contributions that are being made to the site and start thinking about producing something as a special for broadcast on PBS. Our response to Bill was immediate. Yes, we'll, we'll figure it out. And our producers and team put their heads together and immediately went to work literally three weeks ago to produce a half hour television special that's going to air on May 8th. I cried the first time I saw it personally because this is in no way a typical project for us and it contributed magnificently to 
not only the intentions that we have for American portrait, but uh, as Bill could attest, it, it, it blew us all away in terms of how it came together and that we were actually capable of producing an original show during this period of lockdown and capturing the emotional stories that people have, again, from all 50 states. The show is called In This Together, a PBS American portrait story. First of all, I had the same reaction. I, I cried. And, and, and as we've gone through the, the various iterations of it and the cuts, as you often do, as you do in production, you know, every single time I'm just amazed at the honesty and the depth of the, of the stories people are telling. I was just moved by how many of the stories that I was seeing that are that are about today that reflected stories I hear from other friends. In other words, each one's unique, but at the same time they seem to be universal or or sharing something that's that's um common amongst many people. I'd actually love to play a clip from one of them if that's okay with you and just let us let our listeners hear this. Absolutely. Hey, it's Chef Daniel from God's Love We Deliver. When this thing is over, all I want to do is hug my mom. You know, I haven't seen her in over a month, and um, and I miss her. And it's, you know, it's funny how we take things for granted when when we have them. And when this thing is over, I'm not gonna take things for granted anymore, you know? And, um, but the situation has re-inspired me, you know, seeing the community come together, seeing volunteers come in uh, multiple shifts every day, seeing staff refusing to take off because they, they wanna help. Um, you know, it's really re-inspired me and sometimes you can get disenchanted with the day-to-day -day things and your day-to-day -day life. And this has just made me appreciate what I have more so than ever. And, um, you know, when this, is, when this is over, I'll not only be a better chef, I'll be a better person because I, I've learned a lot from this. Wow. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That sort of raw emotion you wouldn't necessarily get if you had a photographer in the middle if you had an intermediary in the middle i think i think because it is a i hate to use the word soul bearing because it just sounds there, there's something not quite right about those words but i think people are willing to reveal themselves a bit more because it's them and they're either taking a picture or typing it in themselves, you know, and whether that's in a quiet moment someplace or whatever, I think there's something really, there's a really interesting opportunity for reflection that uh, allows people to tell these little mini stories. I'm reminded a little bit of the uh, book that Clay Shirky wrote called Cognitive Surplus. Uh, he talks about how f since the invention of mass media, all mass media was unidirectional, one way the printing press and the radio and, and television and film until the internet. And he said that we used to just passively consume our media because we didn't have another choice. And it was because technology hadn't evolved to a place where we had 
easy two-way mass media. And so we all just thought it was natural to be passive consumers as opposed to active participants. And then the internet came and all of a sudden people wanted to share and like and comment. And that was kind of the first wave. But now people have this passionate hunger to be able to tell their own stories, to co-author, to, to collaborate, to be you know, sort of the hero in their own adventure. And this project is really enabling that very human instinct that we have to want to tell our own stories and to have a place and a form and, a, and the medium to do that. And so I think you've really, you've really tapped into something uh, by, by providing this for people right now. Thank you, Charlie. I, you know, I have to say that uh, the spirit of PBS and the, the uh, communities that it captures and the 330 member stations plus the connectivity that it provides this country is what makes this uh, such an ideal home and one that we were really proud to be able to collaborate with Bill and Perry Simon and his uh, rest of his uh, team to to be able to realize this project on PBS is a, means a lot to us. Charlie, you raise an interesting point about the time we're living in and how we've had to change how pe- how storytelling has changed. Um, and I think t- to go back to your very first question you asked about you know well what is public broadcasting? If we are to remain relevant uh, as public broadcasters, the storytelling has to be two-way because that's the mission of public broadcasting is to find out how and, and, to, and to talk to and talk with, not just talk to, local communities. And since the technology and the storytelling capability exists now for th- that kind of two-way communication, it goes so much further to fulfill what public broadcasting's mission is. Uh, you know, in this idea of, hey, we're here for you. Yeah, it it completely changes how uh, people think about broadcast, right? I mean, this idea that when they think about broadcast traditionally, they've thought about it being the broadcaster pushing it out to the consumer. And now broadcast might mean we're enabling a very broad audience to share their stories, to broadcast out their stories. It's an inverting, in a way, of that pyramid. Any gateway into American portrait, and that's a term we use a lot, you know, what are the gateways into American portrait, is a valid gateway. We don't care whether you're just watching the series or just submitting a a story or just exploring the website, or maybe you're in a classroom where your teacher's prepared a lesson using American portrait as a center. You're coming into the project, you're interacting with it, and that's what the heart of what we want to be is, what public media should be. And we certainly share that at Future of Storytelling. I mean, we we don't see the disruption in traditional, almost more economic models as a threat. We see actually this flowering of storytelling taking place. We see there's so many more stories being told uh, across the world, across the planet now. So we are now at this time where the technology and the models are shifting to enable many more people to have a seat around the campfire and to share their stories. As we go through this crisis and the story will evolve, the platform will be there to document it, to collect those stories in a unique and innovative way. And for all of us, never having anticipated this, but realizing that we've built the platform to facilitate it and to 
have a partner like PBS to share that with everyone is incredibly important to us and couldn't imagine uh, if if we hadn't planned it this way and could never have conceived of the crisis that we're in, but how it could become such an important tool for everybody to be able to share their story. And, and it serves that purpose both for people's need now, but as you just framed it too, um, how people will look back on this time. This, we're, you're encouraging people to record the history. Exactly. In some ways, American Portrait is is both an archive and contemporary. You know, we always want it to be reflecting the moment, and as this year progresses, it will reflect other moments that 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 come. You know, whether that's the you know political season or things that happen, both good and bad, in the country. But a little, it'll also serve as an archive, as a way of keeping a record of those stories. And it allows us to see how, you know, we've changed, how we've not changed. That's a really interesting thing and, and very gratifying in some ways. Here, here. Thank you, gentlemen. This has been really fun. I so appreciate the work you're doing and you're having taken the time to sit and talk with me about it today. Terrific. Stay safe, stay well. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you for joining us today. And a special thanks to Bill Margle and John Kamen for this fun and informative conversation. If you'd like to add your own story to PBS American Portrait, you can do so at pbs.org backslash American Portrait. You can also tune into or stream the TV special In This Together, a PBS American Portrait story. Starting Friday, May 8th at 9 p.m. Eastern on your local PBS station, pbs.org, the PBS Video app, or by finding PBS on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And be sure to look out for the special four-part series coming in January 2021. If you enjoyed this episode of the Future of Storytelling podcast, please rate it and subscribe to the series. A big thank you to our talented production partner, Charts and Leisure. We'll see you next week for another conversation until then, please be safe, be strong, and story on. For more information about future of storytelling and to subscribe to our newsletter, visit us at fost.org.